Welcome to the Fizzle Show! Alright! Alright! This is the Fizzle Show, where every Friday we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you actually care about. In this episode, the question is, is Twitter still effective? Is it still a useful and effective way of getting in touch with people, of getting people to see your product or getting to them to your blog or podcast or things like that? Is it effective to connect with other people? If so, how? And we even conclude it with like, for those of you, there's a long enough, it's a big conversation. And then for those of you who are wanting to double double down on, on Twitter, um, there's even a list of the 10, 10 things that we think can help you stand out and, and use Twitter better. This is for modern times. This isn't just like the classic list, right? So, in case you aren't familiar with what we do here at Fizzle, Fizzle is training for small business builders, okay? With over 40 individual courses, all of them yours for the price of about a dollar a day. We just released, as if you've heard the previous episodes, a Start a Blog That Matters Redux. Start a Blog That Matters is a very big course that has been around for a while, and we completely updated it. Um, for 2016 and beyond. And that's in there with a bunch of other courses, okay? But it's not just the courses, it's community. Membership gets you access to the forums where people are helping out. You get access to weekly coaching calls every Friday where an expert will help with your specific business, okay? And of course, you get access to the Fizzle Roadmap, which will guide you through setting up a business the right way, every step of the way. Right, in, in whatever capacity that that's even possible, we're trying to do it. Membership at Fizzle costs about a dollar a day. Okay, thirty-five dollars a month. We wanted to do something that was really affordable, that uh, that 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 forced you to put a little bit of your butt on the line to to pay for something, but not a huge like two thousand dollars sum or something like that. So it's it's pay as you go. Thirty-five dollars a month, cancel every anytime, all that stuff. But as a listener of this show, you can try five weeks completely for free. That's at fizzle.co slash try five. When you go there, it's going to mark you as a Fizzle Show listener and give you five weeks for free before ever charging you. Um, so if you're interested in giving Fizzle a try, fizzle.co slash try five. All right, follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 172. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. All right, I asked Corbett to check out that router on the table. He's like, oh, I thought it would be an old school. I was, no, I, you, Jay said, check out that router. It was my grandpa's router. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm looking over here for an internet router, thinking it was from the 90s it's or something. It's something that grandpa used to access the World Wide Web. And it turns out, it actually, it's a, a router for carving into wood and other things. A, like vintage, and epic. And it is awesome it looks like uh like uh what's his name r2d2 yeah <laughs> no you gotta try to whistle and and hum at the same time <laughs> <That's> pretty good <laughs> <laughs> if you listen for r2 screams are the best they're good so uh, similar to how great things used to be. I mean, this router is like this old Stanley router. It's like hand engraved with its serial number and stuff like that. Just fast. You know, it has one of those really soft, floppy power cables. And the whole thing's just made out of intense metal, like molded. It's really heavy as hell. It's super heavy and everything. And I man, I, I I don't think I'm the only one who has like a fetish about things the way that they were made in the 50s. Yeah. You know, like it was Does just. still work? Yeah, I, 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 
I now I have a great router now. I don't need that thing anymore. Yeah. So I actually brought it in here just to be on oh, display. Oh, look at that cool ass toggle switch on the top. Dude, yeah. the toggle switch on the top is legendary. Yep. It's awesome. So, uh, anyways, you know, there's a lot of crap Things. being made today. Yep. And and these kinds of relics fly in the face of that. You know, and, and in some ways you're not you're not uh you're not incentivized as an entrepreneur. You're not uh you're not rewarded almost in any really meaningful way by doing stuff better than it needs to be, right? right? But I heard someone define art as that the other day. Some philosopher or whatever. He's like, you know, art is when you look at it on a cultural and a human historical sort of way of putting things, it's just stuff that's better than it needed to be. It's like, hey, here's a shovel and we're going to put some boobies on it with a fertility god, you know, because it's better than it wait, needs wait, wait, to be. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to talk about the fertility goddess Maya. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the dots did not connect for me on that one. Hey, listen, those are more than dots. Those are the breasts of the universe. They, we all suckle upon them. <laughs> Jeez. Right now, there's a parent in a minivan with a couple kids in the back going like, should I leave this on? <laughs> yeah. Is this going to be one of those episodes? <laughs> oh, that's so, great. You know, speaking of this old router, yeah. this is really interesting to me because you think about it. You know, they they made that thing mm -hmm. and it still exists today. Yeah. I don't know what, like 50 years later. <laughs> still solid as a rock. It still works. You could still use that thing if you needed to. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure that some of the things that we use today, the tools that yeah. we spend so much time yeah. and effort talking about and using are going to be around in 50 years. What are you thinking of in particular? Digital tools. Digital tools. You're talking yeah. about digital. Digital. <laughs> I don't know if those digs two are going to exist 50 <laughs> years from now. And and think about how much effort, think about how many thousands of people work on something, for yeah. example, like yeah. Twitter. Uh -huh. And, you know, we'll talk, we're going to talk about Twitter today. Um, but will it be around in 50 years? I, I can't vouch for that. No, I'm not, I'm not we, so sure. We can't. And uh, so Twitter's a great example to bring up, right? Because Twitter was something on the web that was so celebrated. We all loved Twitter. We all did. Like everybody who was digital native on the internet. It was a BFD. It was a BFD. The Not big friendly Dave. Dave? Was Dave the guy who started Twitter? What uh, is no. No. It was Ev. Oh. It was a BFE. <laughs> it was a BFE. It was a BFD. Um, and, and so... It, it, and so it's a really big deal when in recent months and, uh, you know, earlier this year, I hear people talking about like the death of Twitter. I hear people talking about how much it's declined in terms of, terms of user base and yep. in terms of effectiveness. And, and what's, what sucks, right, is the realization is why is it declined? Because it's less effective for marketers, right, in some ways, right? Why has that happened? Well, because actually probably before what precedes that is like real people aren't using it as much. And so when there's not enough real people there, then there's, then there's not enough, enough incentive for a marketer to go like, I'm going to get my stuff in front of there. And that is the metric by which all of these social networks works will survive well okay hold on i'll push back on that just a little okay. bit Give because because there are other channels that ha have been invented since twitter that took a lot of the steam away from it i yeah. think instagram pinterest totally and snapchat stuff that was happening only on twitter now has a, a channel that is completely like completely tuned to that one bit of experience we used to upload all our pictures to twitter right and then instagram came around and it was like oh this is a way better experience for picture stuff totally right and so 
most of the picture stuff went there, except for the purists or the people who didn't understand. Yeah. And, I, and I would argue that uh, a network doesn't decline because the marketers leave. Yeah. The marketers leave because, because the people go elsewhere. I think, I think I, I totally, I totally can And this is ironic, by the way, us talking about marketers Why you know, is that? ruining things yeah. because we're marketers. <laughs> we're marketers. We're talking to marketers. Dude, this is the story of my life. Like, I'm so good at marketing. And I think marketing is the worst thing in the world. It, it literally doesn't add value. It doesn't, because a good thing doesn't, I don't think it actually needs marketing. But because it's one thing that I'm really great at, like I now have to try to do this evil stuff that I know how to do for the things that I really think are important that need to be out there. Like a marketer for Black Lives Matter or a marketer for, uh, you know, for, for whatever, political clause or something that means a lot to you. For, some, for things that matter to you in the world, to be a marketer is to spread the word on these things, you know, at best. Right. You know, but at worst, <laughs> they're Bill Hicks definition of Satan's little helpers. Satan's little Go helpers. Go kill yourself now. Dude. No, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love, dude, that Bill Hicks is, uh, that's on. That's, um, that's intense. We were talking earlier about Bo Burnham. Yeah. Bill Hicks had a lot of that same kind of like oh, yeah. dark streak. Dude, uh, and I, I mean that, and, uh, George Carlin, right? Yeah. Another just prophet, but George Carlin, he's slick enough in the marketing world. Uh, uh, I'll say the marketing world. What I mean is he knows he's just a performer. He knew how to promote And he loves, and he loves to he loves to perform you know what i mean he loves to perform whereas with bo burnham he loves to perform too but it's starting to sink in in a way that's like this is really unnatural that i'm on stage and that you're down there and you think i've got it made but i'm not happy right do you know what i mean like the whole line in in there about i'm trying to give to you what i can't give myself yeah right oh if you guys haven't seen bo burnham's special on netflix if you're into comedy and if you're into sort of i don't know intense ideas or listen if you're older and you want to have your finger on the pulse of like what the kids are up to these days because he's he's like young every interview with him is like like a college newspaper yeah you know like it's all it's all on youtube and snapchat so what we're talking about today is is Twitter still effective? It's 2016 right now in the middle or maybe in the middle of <laughs> I love that transition you just made. I bet listening to that, people feel like you just edit, you cut something out yeah. and then went into what we're talking about today. Yeah, but probably. It was just, it actually, that, you just did that live. <laughs> it's actually what I think because we're talking about all of this mess of like, of like when things decline, when, uh, when social networks decline, is it because the people aren't using it or the marketers don't use it? We're talking about performers, the people who are filling up the social networks now. And, and so to me, this question of is Twitter still effective is really important. It came to us in the form of a question in the Fizzle forums. If you don't know that, in, in Fizzle, it's $35 a month, gives you access to our entire library of training courses as well as the group forums, the community forums, where people are asking questions, uh, giving feedback, and getting advice, right? So um, this was a question from someone asking, is Twitter still effective? I was talking to someone. They said, don't even use Twitter just get on Facebook now because everything's moving to Facebook, right? And I love this question because um, I love, I, uh, to me, I'm so close. I'm so fluent in this dialectic about social networks and channels yeah. that I can't even, I, 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 it was such a great like way to get zoomed out from the whole thing. Someone going like, I'm just getting started. Should I even worry about Twitter? You know, and, and it being a real question for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what we're going to get in today is, is, is like, is Twitter still effective? And I don't even know where to jump in next. Well, all right. So uh, I think what we want to do here is help people go from maybe feeling like Twitter's a silver bullet, right? Mm-hmm. Some people might feel or like that. there's any I, any network or, yeah. or tactic out there that's the silver bullet, you know, and that's just going to solve all my problems. Yep. Right? Yep. 
Uh, so we want to help you get from that mindset, which is yeah. destructive in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. to something that's more healthy relationship with social networks. Yeah. We also want just people to feel like they they know whether or not Twitter is worth the time, mm -hmm. uh, and they have a good idea of when to use it. When when is a good time to use Twitter? Okay. So what are the what are some of the ways that that what are the, like some of the mistakes that you see people making on Twitter right now? Okay, so the first one, and this is true of any social media, mm -hmm. I think, and that is uh, that you don't go native on the platform. Uh -huh. So yeah. you, we were talking about this earlier. Explain yeah. explain what it means to you. So so to me, going native, I love this in, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I've actually, I'm coming around a lot on Gary Vaynerchuk. You talking to me or? I'm talking to you. Okay. I'm talking to you. I'm I, really, really. Yeah, I could tell. Kind of liking Gary Vaynerchuk a lot. Yeah. yeah. The it was he was really easy for me to write off. By the way, we need one of those uh, jars that we had. Remember way back? Yeah, we yeah. had a jar where we anytime put, we mentioned like Derek Halpern or, or, or Steve Cam or something, <laughs> yeah, we exactly. put a dollar. Gary V's the new one. Gary V's going to be the new one be, because you know what? I, I I've just done a, a lot of research on our on our industry and and I got to compare a lot of different uh, people in our space how they're running their sites, how they're running their businesses, how they're specifically running their content. You know, uh, yeah. across a bunch of channels and. I, I real. I mean, Gary was really doing stuff that's different. He's very much the thought leader, the speaker, speaking at a ten thousand foot level instead of like a "Hey, here's how to use Pinterest" kind of thing. Yeah. Um, even though he does do that on more uh, uh, current social networks like Snapchat or these audio ones that he's into or whatever. Um, but dude, you know what? One 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 video that that got to me was was this uh, was this one. Maybe you've seen it on Facebook. Um, where he's he's just basically talking to the haters. He's like, dude, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. People are out there going like, Are you do you do you even enjoy your life? And yada, yada, yada yeah. you know. And I'm like, Yeah, I do. This is what I want. This is what my family and I have decided is like okay, is what it's it's what I enjoy. Right? Part of me goes like, I wish really, that's what you want? At the end of this whole thing, you want to have done these things instead of those things? Okay, yeah. okay, interesting. I'm think I'm different. And I think just seeing him as different than me has made me kind of come around more more to his side and just respect him for who he is. But I bring him up because he wrote this book, Jab, 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 Right, Jab, Jab, Right Hook, right? I think it's the that's the subtitle mm, yeah. of a book called Just Punch a Lot of Stuff. <laughs> yeah. But one of the big takeaways from the book is is you gotta you gotta treat each social it's all about social networks. And you treat and if the whole point basically of the book is how do you treat each social network with the sort of cultural norms and vernacular that are native to that network. Yeah. Because that is the secret of getting any results, any ROI from your investment in social networks. Totally. I, I kind of liken it to uh, any group of people that you might want to get in with, like any sort of yeah. culture where, for example, you know, uh, maybe you you decide to take up boating, mm -hmm. and boaters have their own like lingo and culture and yeah. way that they yeah. behave. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you want to get in with musicians. Yeah, totally different culture, and you can't just act like a boater yeah. hanging out with the musicians. They don't know what a what stowage is. Well, or, what's fascinating is the more groups you try to do that with, yeah, the easier it gets. Yeah, because there's you just these to, buckets where you're like, okay, what's their greetings? What's their this, that, and the other? It's like learning a language. Yeah. You start to see the patterns that exist within those things. Yeah, and social networks are exactly the same. Yeah. They're all different mm -hmm. culturally, but they all have these like norms and you can start to see the patterns from one to the other. And I think one of the things that's most admirable about Gary Vee 
is that he is so good at transitioning from he's one really to the good. other. He's really good. He's really he's he's really good because you know what because you know what being native and actually let's change this native to fluent because I love that yeah. that that uh, you know metaphor about it's just like learning a language, right? I love that. Because when you start learning multiple languages, you realize how beautiful, first of all, how beautiful language is. Second of all, how, how uh, each one deserves its own existence, you know, just simply by being there and by having this many people who speak it. And that if you go into to Italy speaking Spanish, like it's not going to work the same way. Right. Right. But if you, but, but if you go in there and, you, and you're like an, an eager learner and you're actually picking it up and you're realizing, oh, they talk with their hands. Yeah. Oh, they don't go to work. Right, oh, right. they, <laughs> whatever it is that's Italian. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's like an old, I think that's an old joke my grandpa used to say about, oh, these damn Italians are so lazy. I don't even think it's true. Jesus. <laughs> Probably making some people, making people mad. I think, I, I think that's basically what you say about any race that you don't like. That's you World War II. That's World War II. Just like, just like, yeah. yeah. That's that. It totally. It's what the Irish said about the, the other people, and yeah. the other people said about the Irish, and the yada yada yada. Yes. Right. So, uh, anyways, this this idea of being fluent in the social network is is something that is really important. I want you to take a pause and remember this because you can go on social network, go like, what would I like to say? I would like to say, click on my link to come see my video that I just made. Right, which is a completely me, 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 me focused right. thing. What Gary is so good at is uh, is is looking at this from the perspective of the masses of individuals who are using it. People with ten followers, right? Ten to one hundred and fifty followers, which is like the sort of the average on on Twitter. Yep. Right. He's looking at it from their perspective and seeing the power in those individuals instead of the power of a marketer trying to reach them. Right, because you have to use. The, it, that's what's so wonderful about marketing. Like uh, uh, as much as I hate it, I really love it because it can be really beautiful to get go from the bottom up instead of from the top down. That's the difference between being a successful sort of marketer these days. Is you can you can go like here's how Apple and Samsung talk to people, or here's how God I don't, I don't more even grassroots more grass more right. like like you just you delight and surprise people right 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 and that's what it, that's what it's like when you go fluent in a social network so I think that's a huge issue that people are going doing poorly when they just get into a, a new network right you know right right um, before we jump too far ahead yeah I want to like get to the the issue at hand the big question like let's not m- let make people wait for this like is yeah. Twitter effective. Um, we have like some data on this Mm -hmm. and, and I think the, the bottom line is going to be true for a lot of different social networks. Is X still effective? Well, it really depends on how you use it, Mm -hmm. but there are also like the trends happening within each one that might make one more effective than another. Sure. Right. So, um, we're going to have a bunch of really good tips actually for making the most of Twitter. If it makes sense. We got a little list for you. We got, we got to put together a little bit of a list. And you're going to have a good one afterwards. It's going to write, get your notes out. Don't even bring an eraser because it's just going to be written down. <laughs> exactly. In, indelible marker. Yeah. So here, here are just the facts about Twitter, the mm-hmm. trends. If you look at the, you know, you can find publicly the uh, quarterly active users yeah. from way back. Uh, I'm looking at a graph here that shows quarter one of 2010 mm-hmm. through the first quarter of 2016. And, in its heyday, Twitter was growing at a ridiculous clip. Remember how remarkable it was and unusual that suddenly, not just like 
internet people, yeah. but the freaking world was talking about yeah. Twitter. The first time I saw someone have it, like oh. a Twitter handle on a TV show, a broadcast, like newscasters and stuff, TV show, it was like, what the f? We're answering some questions from Twitter. You're asking, and we're answering. And that was <laughs> that was when it felt like it felt like validation, didn't like it? Like local news would just have like your tweet on there because you hashtagged it like WTF potholes Louisiana or yeah. something something like that, you right. know? But to, and then you feel like uh, I bet there were a lot of instances where people were looking around at their spouse yeah. or their parents going, yeah, remember I was spending all that time? You were like, what the hell is that yeah, Twitter thing? I bet. I now bet. it's on TV, yeah. so I was right. Steph- Stephanie Krolovich's handle is that. I've been following her for forever, and it's on TV now. Yeah. See, mom. So, so that happened for several years. Twitter mm. was just gaining more and more steam. It was growing hand over fist. It was crazy. Yeah. And it felt kind of electric. Remember when yeah, you were in there? Totally. Like, there was just a lot of activity. I mean, and to me, it was never uh, this big, uh, this big sense of, of market. It was, it was really just like, it was, there was always something going on. There was my community of people who spoke the same language as me. Cause I didn't have yeah. anybody like that in my physical, like real life. Yeah. Right. Like internet people. I didn't have them right. in my friend groups or anything like that, yeah. you know, at the time. Yeah. So that, that lasted for a while. Now what's happened recently and it kind of started, uh, in 2015, around the beginning of mm. 2015. Cue, and I, the, and I cue think, the like thunderclouds and rain music. Yeah. <laughs> so I think <laughs> we really had a lot of fun with that. I'm sorry. I remember like feeling this, noticing yeah, this, and it, and it yeah. continues to this day. Mm-hmm. Twitter really kind of plateaued mm-hmm. in its total users. And you can see this in the numbers. Instead of growing at like, you know, 15, 20, 25%, whatever, yeah. it really started flattening out. And basically for the past five quarters, it hasn't grown at all. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, stuck in the low several hundred, 300 million active users, which is a lot, yeah. right? It's a yeah. ton of people on Twitter. 300 million it's active very, users. very busy, but... Not nearly as active as Facebook with, yeah. I don't know what, one and a half billion people yeah. now or something. Yeah. And Facebook continues to grow at a similar clip. Mm-hmm. So Twitter has this like classic hockey stick looking curve that mm-hmm. turns into the S curve because yeah. they reached like some saturation point, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Facebook and other social networks continue to grow faster. Yeah. So, you know, it's fair to say that um, Twitter isn't as exciting as it used to be. It isn't growing like it used to be. Uh, and so that could play into effectiveness. Yeah. And then for us, Personally, as a business, we track like the number of people who visit our site from Twitter and yep. Facebook. And by the way, we're not experts mm-hmm. at using these social networks. I mean, we, we use them, but it's not no. our main source of. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a really. A, we could do away with all of our tweets and Facebooks, and and honestly, have roughly like pretty comparable results than we already than we have right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. We get we get results yeah. and growing in in Facebook, YouTube. And Twitter, especially Facebook and YouTube, I'm really excited about growing right now. Yeah, you know, because we never we didn't ever had a presence there before. Right, we, we've always been on Twitter. Right, right. Yeah, and and uh, you know, at its peak, um, Twitter brought around four percent of all the visitors to our site, okay. which was significant. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, as of like last month, actually, uh, yeah, as of last month, it was like a half of a percent. Wow. So it's declined quite a bit. Now, our- how long ago was the peak? Uh, that was late 2014. Okay. So now, you know, our, our usage maybe has declined a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that could play into it, but it does seem like it's, it's lost some effectiveness. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's right for somebody to be asking that. Of course, the, uh, what matters is you can't just 
create a blanket statement like Twitter's not effective anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really depends on who you I are. Because I can point to another business where all of their traffic and all of their sales come from Twitter, and they use Twitter cards, and they this, that, and the other, and right. they're they're just like, no, this is, because that people group, that 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 audience group, that target market that they serve, is still they don't even notice that Twitter isn't as engaging in the massive of millions that it used to, or something. Right. 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 Absolutely. Um, so that being said, you know, we I don't foresee us not using Twitter anytime in the future. Yeah. And it's also effective for other reasons than just driving traffic to your site. Yeah. So Twitter remains probably the, one of the best places to meet other people, yeah. to know that people who are kind of in the, you know, influencer sort of category yeah. online, people who run podcasts and blogs and things like that. Yeah. It's a place where, you know, you can go and engage with them more so than Facebook for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you don't, yeah, dude, it's this weird mix, and I'm sure every listener can kind of who who has experience on both of these can can point to the difference between the the interactions that you have with people on Twitter and the interactions you have on Facebook. Me personally, I am noticing that I I my Twitter and Facebook accounts were always connected, so I would tweet, and it would automatically be posted to Facebook for forever. I disconnected that now because. Um, it just wasn't, it just wasn't natural. It yeah. wasn't this fluency thing, right. but I didn't want to have to post in multiple places, right? Totally. This is why us marketers don't come in learning fluency because it feels like an ordeal, right? And this yep. is something we, we should talk about when we, when we, when we mention that point again later. But the, uh, the, the thing that I'm noticing is my favorite people are still on Twitter. That's where I'm interacting with them. Yep. These are the people that I, I, uh, that get my jokes and that I get their jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm watching my time there being less and less um, and more and more on Facebook because there are some people getting my jokes there. There are some people posting things, but right now everything's just so politically active yeah. that there's just like, it's my only source of, of news and stuff like that is there. I don't get the news on Twitter at all. No. Um, I really, I mean, I follow people on Twitter, but I really only look at this like curated list of my close friends on Twitter because that's all I have time for to scroll through. The truth is I'm not using social networks anymore as like I like I used to. I used to be on Twitter all the time. Right. But anyways, the, the point there being like what you're saying is this isn't just about how many link, how many uh, uh, people it can bring to your site, how many sales it can get you, how much results it can get you for right. your business. There's, there's more at play here. In some ways, it feels like, and I think this will change in in the future, but I, in some ways it feels like to be doing an online business in 2016 is to be on Twitter in some sort of a meaningful way because that's where us online business, the, us business people are connecting. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we're, we, I will find your Twitter account before I find your Facebook account, first of all. It's mm -hmm. hard to find your Facebook account. Second of all, I will look at you your your Twitter account for I can it's way easier for me to get a sense of who you are there than it is on on Facebook and when when people are looking you up I, this is great you know one of my favorite Twitter accounts is Alan Watts Daily that he just tweets out like quotes from Alan Watts every now and again it's the only Twitter account that I still get mobile like uh, text messages from uh, I won't I won't luckily I'll spare only you, post a couple times a day right I'll spare you the diatribe of where Twitter actually started and you know get SMS and things like yeah. that but um, but. I, what did I do? I ended up um, retweeting something. It was, you know, it's just full of Alan Watts quotes that are, are very, you know, they're, uh, they're sort of, well, frankly, they're quite brilliant. You know? <laughs> Sometimes I can just slide right into it. Uh, and, uh, and so I retweeted one of them. And then that, whoever runs that account DM'd me shortly after. It was like, by far, your, your Twitter bio 
had me more interested than almost any that I've that I've seen before, <laughs> right? Because it's like wrestling existentialist, reluctant mystic, living every day with an extremely loud internal dialogue, yeah. <laughs> right? Which is just like right up the Alan Watts alley, right? right? And so, uh, so he started following me, and now we we send quotes back. Like I, I keep, I'm reading an Alan Watts book, so I'm sending him quotes like for things to to put on the account, um, which is cool. And I, that's never really had. I mean, I, I'm always looking up people's bios. I'm seeing their things, and I'm seeing them. You know, you know, father, follower of Christ, and 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 husband to Janelle. Right. You know what I mean? And right. like all of the things that we all re- all regular of us of us do. But every once in a while, there's a standout, and and all this to say, there's 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 just a way that that's almost like easier connect with Twitter to understand someone to get a lay of the land, yeah. to see what they're doing. Well, and and Twitter has like so that you mentioned the at reply. So for people who don't know Twitter very yeah. well, an at reply is just a way to uh, ping someone basically to to mention them in a way that they 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 see get it. notified. They get a notification for it, and some of those things still work better on Twitter than other places. Twitter is just just something that's so loose and qu- quick and fast and easy and ethereal about it. Yeah, right and. and uh, and that's all. That's that's all. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Now, I I would be curious to see. I think what would what, what is really important about this question about is Twitter effective in 2016 is are 14 year olds going to be using it ever again? You know, that's what what will shape a lot of the future of this conversation. Yeah. And I'm watching Snapchat innovate like crazy. Like I'm amazed at some of the decisions that they're able to make, how fast they're putting stuff out there, how things are changing, even in my short time being on there and going like, this is a fundamentally a very different thing. They don't think about this as a social network. They think about this as a, as an entertainment platform, as, as a bunch of stuff. Doesn't mean that it, that Twitter didn't feel the same way five years ago. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, uh, so hold right. on, right before we move on, real yeah. quick, you, you, I think that's a really big point. This idea that like effective for what? Right? Is Twitter still effective? Effective for what? Okay, clearly, as as people who want to be doing a business, you want to be getting people to your site. You want to be getting people checking out your products. You want to get people like to follow you. You want to be able to send out a message and people go like, hell yeah, let's check that out. Right? Click the link. So as marketers, we're like, yes. As people who are who are business owners, we're like, yes, I want I want that kind of power. Right? Is it effective for that? Yes. If you go fully fluent and follow the tips that we're going to get into in a little bit, yeah, um, is it as effective as other things? I don't know. And, and well, the answer is it depends. It totally depends. And and I think a lot of what we've seen on Twitter is people who are in certain you know certain industries, for yeah. lack of a better word, have just found other places that are far more effective for them. Yeah, people who are in fitness, Instagram. Yeah. People who are in food blogging, Instagram. Yeah. People who are in making doilies for your home, Pinterest. Yeah, you know. Um, there are just places that but make you just more really sense for relegated the Pinterest crowd out, <laughs> out to doilies. <laughs> but you get the, you know, you, Do get you know the that someone won the Premier League, the English Premier Soccer League, right? The biggest soccer league in the whole freaking universe. Yeah, it was someone that came up from relegation and won the entire thing. Yeah, in the same year, unbelievable. A team I had never heard of before. I have been so out of the soccer loop. I didn't even know that was possible. You guys, there is still hope for the underdog. Yeah. There is there is still well, hope for the underdog. That's what's cool about the way those leagues work. Oh, it's so cool. It makes it... You can the, get sent down. I remember when I was following every single game for several years before my son was old enough to say, I don't want to watch this, Dad. And before, and I was too young to like yeah. just put the hammer down, <laughs> you know? But, um, but man... It was so exciting that that really. Anyways, I said relegation that got me off. Uh, yeah. uh, if you're a soccer fan, give us a tweet at Fizzle. We're Twitter. We're Twitter on at Fizzle. We right. Are. Everywhere else is Fizzle Co. Yeah. Twitter we're at Fizzle. At Fizzle. All right. So today we're talking about 
is Twitter still effective? It's still is Twitter still effective? It's it, it, for 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 especially for us business owners, right? Yeah. And the question is, it depends. And I, and I think our answer is sort of a a a tepid yes. It's still effective. For certain purposes. I honestly do have my doubts uh, if I was investing in, uh, so, so really quick, what I always, what I always tell people who are starting, uh, starting up, you know, social networks is just a powerful channel to have. You, yeah. you, it's just something you, you, you gotta be using because, because it can be really valuable over time. Yep. Um, I always tell people, you just, just find the one that makes the most sense to you. Yeah. The one that, that you really love. And where you think your people are hanging out. And especially that, where do you think your people are? And, and, you know, so Facebook, we're always saying, everybody knows there's more people on Facebook than any of these others. Yep. But its growth doesn't look like that of, you know, uh, whatever, Snapchat or something like that in terms of its trajectory that it's headed right now. And they're different audiences. And they're completely different audiences. And and so Facebook, it's, and man, honestly, Facebook can be really effective, but guess what? You have to pay for it. You have to pay for it now. You can have 10,000 people like your page and say, yeah, send me updates when these guys t- send You some don't stuff. get them unless those people pay for it. And you yeah. will not, you will only get to a fraction of that amount. Right, right, right. Because, because Facebook will sit there and go like, oh, I'm really sorry about this. Like, we, I guess if you want to reach more, you'll have to start paying or whatever. So right. like, there's just a button under every post that you can boost it. Yeah. And it's like, of course you're going to make <laughs> millions and billions of dollars. And that hasn't slowed Facebook's growth, which is really interesting because they're making money hand over fist it hasn't slowed their growth at all and and i which is why it gives me hope that that kids are that people are still innovating social networks and that kid like that that facebook feels as cumbersome to other people as it does to me you know and it really it you really get stuck in a in a loop on facebook anyways the point being twitter i still like because i'm i was native to that sucker right um but if you're not native to that sucker then you don't have to do that by all means, like try something else. But if you try try Fitter, twi- Fitter, if you if you try Twitter and you like it, and you get a strong sense that your people are there, right? They, that that uh, you know you can search for your topics and see how many people are talking about that kind of thing. Yeah. Then it's a it can be a really powerful tool. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't have any problem with someone investing in Twitter. No. Uh, no. I, I would care more. I would care much less about which network is most effective than I would about which network is going to be effective for me mm-hmm. because my people hang out there and I under, I can vibe with it and, and understand it yeah. and go native and really yeah. dive in and, you know, yep. embrace it. All right. Okay. So let, let, let me, let me, let me take this next, next bit. Okay. Go. What are, what are, what are, when we're asking this question, what, are, what, uh, where, what are the, what are the things we're afraid that's going to happen? Right. I'm asking this question, Twitter, is it still effective? Right, because hey, am I missing out? Am I missing out on on something that's going on big in Twitter that I need to be a part of? Am I going to miss out if I'm not on Twitter? Am I going to look back over three years and go like, man, I wish I would have just gotten involved in some small way yeah. back then and built into something and built into now, right? Yeah. Which is what which costs you nothing to start your account to get it all, you know, you know your your image and your bio all hooked up and just start tweeting, for example, right? right. You well, know, costs you time. It costs you some time, but but after that initial investment of getting your image and things up, then it's it can be just some pruning because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's hard to just stand out from the start. But over time, you start getting some followers. You're advertising your Twitter on your on your account, and you to, and it becomes a valuable microblogging tool for you, just like your blog or your or your website in general, right? So, am I missing out, or will I wish that I have been I had been on Twitter earlier? Right? Uh, am I going to be wasting time on this though? Is it not going to be valuable at all? The opposite. 
right? Um, or is there is it complicated to know how to use? Like, do I need do I need to know like all the rules and, and regulations of this going fluent thing that right. you're talking about? Like, how do I use this thing? Right. And uh, and I, I keep hearing, hearing these these headlines that Twitter's on the decline. Like, what? What, what should I think about this? Right. 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 So these are all, this is why this is such an, int- what, what could be a very simple question, is Twitter still effective? Is actually to us who are using these tools for every professional marketer and, and online business person, because this is what we use instead of advertising, you guys. This is one of the tools that we have instead of paying a lot of money to get in front of people. We instead are cool as shit and make good stuff that people love. On Twitter, on Facebook, on Pinterest, on Instagram, right? This is the dream of social media is that we can get in front of our audiences in ways that, that are meaningful to them without having to pay a lot of money for it, right? right? So this is, this is why this is such an interesting question to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, again, unquestionably, Twitter has been incredibly valuable to me and to our business. I'm very happy that I spent the time that I have spent on Twitter, um, today, I think that could still be true going forward. If somebody was starting, they could yeah. look back three years from now and say, I'm really glad I participated in Twitter. It was really valuable. I mean, think about Rob Delaney. Yeah. His entire career was launched on Twitter. Totally. A comedian. Yeah. And, and so, and that wasn't that long ago. And know? now he's, I mean, he's, he's a showrunner of the show Catastrophe on, on Amazon, yeah. which I think is one of the most interesting shows that's been made in modern times. That's great. Right? Like just yeah. same thing with, uh, with, uh, what's his name's, uh, you know, the guy. Uh, why am I uh, Aziz and sorry why am I yeah. blanking on his name um, uh, his show yeah super interesting totally this is a this is a sea change in, ha- in in the way that in the kinds of shows that are being made and the cool thing is like people like that I don't know about Aziz but uh, Rob Delaney specifically became popular because of social media yeah and how cool is that? No, that Aziz, hear- social media was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big deal that he was he was uh, <laughs> Kanye's friend. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> how cool is it that we get to know someone like that who yeah. probably wouldn't have made it, you know, as big as he has. He yeah. wouldn't have a TV show mm-hmm. because of social media and, and, and Twitter specifically. And I got to just brag a little bit that Rob Delaney stayed at my house for a little while. <laughs> so deal with it, people. Because I was such a fan of his tweets and I reached out to him. Right. Twitter's changing lives. <laughs> and that and that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't have happened if you weren't on Twitter. We haven't stayed very close. <laughs> <laughs> He's moved on. He's moved on. So uh so yeah. all of this to say, uh-huh. there's no reason not to participate in Twitter, but make sure that it's right for you. Yeah. And that you feel like your peeps are hanging out there and that you feel like you you could get it. Yeah. You could understand and go native. Before we get into our top ten list, let me right. tell you my quick three three things on the big traps. I think the big the okay. big mistakes that right. people make here. Yeah. Okay, I'll just do this really quick. First mistake, big mistake that people make, we've already mentioned, you don't go fluent in this thing, okay? Yeah. We talked about it in, uh, already. We're going to talk about it a little bit more. You don't go fluent into Twitter or into Facebook or into uh, Instagram or Snapchat, right? You yeah. don't see them as separate countries in Europe with their own different sort of uh, norms and, and cultural sort of things. Their right? own later hosting. This is a huge mistake that I see people make. All right. The second mistake that I see people make is they don't invest enough time in this thing. They just like, they like try it and it's like, God, it didn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't invest enough time. They don't realize that this is going to be a game of small games. They spend an hour for a week and then they yeah. conclude that it doesn't work. Exa- exactly. Right. This is a, this is a long haul game where you're doing little bits and you're just, again, you're just trying to provide that, you know, value every little bit of the way. And I really need to find a better word for that. So really dislike the word value because everybody's saying it, but I don't think anybody means it the right way. Yep. 
Anyways, and then the third mistake I see people make, and this is actually a really big one, is people expect too much too soon. They think, well, they're going to get on Twitter, like you said, they're going to spend an hour, and then and they and they expect that it's going to work like gangbusters. Right. Oh yeah, I guess Twitter isn't effective anymore. You know what? Like like realize that you you're, you just said something dumb, person. Whoever just said that is is a dumb thing to say. I don't know why I'm taking that tone with this guy. I mean, he's trying his best. You know, this guy's trying his hardest. He just didn't know. So those are my three mistakes. You don't go fluent, all right? You don't invest enough time in the thing, and you expect too much too soon. Yep. All right? And I think those expectations can really kill you because a, 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 a Twitter account that, that invests over three, to- three years uh, of just slowly accruing, like, real fans, not bots. You're not buying fans, by the way. You're not buying followers, by the way. All right. I get it. If you want to compare your your pecker size to other people at the cocktail party and you want to show how much go ahead and buy all you'd like. Pecker. But it, do, it doesn't change anything about engagement. It changes literally nothing meaningful. All it's going to do is attract more douchebags to you. All right. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. I'm paying people to get off of my Twitter followers. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just saying like, hey, go away. I'll give you 20 bucks. That's how that's how bad everybody's like, do it this way. I'm like, I'm going to do it the opposite way. <laughs> That's how you change the game. Boom! Disruption. <laughs> All right, so we got a list of ten tips that are that are like for right now for modern times. What are the 10 things we could do? Okay, so Twitter, is it is it effective? It's sort of like it depends. We've talked all about that. Let's consider that case closed. Yep. All right, so if you want to go into Twitter and make the most of it, here are 10 things that we think uh, you should you should double down on yep. and do well. Yeah. Okay? Not to be confused with the KFC double down, which was the sandwich that had... It was, wasn't it two pieces of bread in between four pieces of chicken? Yeah. And, and then it was wrapped Eight in mashed potato. Of cheese. I think it was... Uh, and then... And I... If I'm remembering correctly, I think there was a hot dog in there somewhere. It was really expensive because it came with a Vitamix, and you just blurred it all together. And McFlurried you, it, yeah, and then you just and then you drank it. And before you did, you said double down. <laughs> <laughs> Those were neat times with my friends, <laughs> just everywhere. You could just hear it across the neighborhood. Just everybody with their door open, you'd hear a yeah. double down. <laughs> all right, let's start the list. All right, we number one, we already covered. And be fluent. I feel like you covered it well. Yeah, let's and do this, it. The idea is just to be fluent, to go native, to speak the language of the culture that exists within that. Now, platform. now, really quickly, if if you were to try, if someone were to ask you, "Hey, I've got two minutes or one, how do I figure out what the fluency is here? How do I how do I get fluent? How do I? Pay I that's attention? like asking, how do I be cool? Yeah, it's really tough, right? Yeah, you start with tattoos. First and foremost, right? Like, yeah. where are you going to get your sure. first tattoo? Okay, so you start by like looking cool, <laughs> right? Yes. So and get a filter on you, your on your avatar. Yeah, <laughs> and then you and then you learn how to like speak cool, right? Just keeps me. It makes me think of one of my favorite albums. Actually, it wasn't that? I don't know. Can't slow down was my favorite album, but uh, through being cool is from. Uh, I'm going to find it for you because I'm totally. Actually, you know what? I'm going to leave it. Someone okay. tweet me. Chase underscore Reeves, if you remember the band with the two albums, first one being Can't Slow Down. Next one, I think, was was Through Being Cool. Like you know, I'm done with it? No, the people the people who are out there, there's like, there's like one dude looking at his radio going like, whoa! <laughs> They're going to get it. Wow. They're going to get it. All right. Someone's going to get it. All right, number two. All right, number two. Listen, uh, you got to find a tool that you love to use these things, all right? So Twitter uh, has their uh, web... Th- 
portal. Yep. <laughs> Remember that word portal? Yeah. Everybody's building a portal these days. Uh, you can go, you log in at twitter.com and, and honestly, their web experience is pretty damn good. Um, it's not bad. But I use a. Uh, but I, I don't know it. I, well, I'm sure they exist, but I, I don't know anybody who uses the web as their main tool yeah, for Twitter. No, and most people are using it on their on their mobile device yep. or cellular phone. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to think now. Actually, I, I kind of lose track of the tools that I use. Yeah, like, I use uh, Tweetbot on my Mac and on my phone. I like that for a lot of reasons. It just does it just more, and I don't see any advertisements ever, so I don't see them being able yeah. to exist for for forever. You know, because Twitter's whole revenue is coming from. But they do. But I think the vast majority of people are using the Twitter app mm-hmm. um, when they when they're on there. So you got you got to you got to find a tool that you like. There's a lot of different options for for using Twitter. Um, some of them are more complicated. Now, you know, all of these networks are building in these tools for marketers to have statistics, to, to you know, advertise, to do all of this sort of stuff, just native, right, within the app or in the, in the web experience. So um, finding a tool that makes sense to you, there's also things online like CoSchedule and Hootsuite is probably still a thing. And um, gosh, wh- who was it... Uh, Gosh, there were so many. Remember all the columns? You just set up columns for like all your accounts and just like a whole yeah. screen full of keyword searches and columns yeah. and things like that back totally. in the day. God, we were such influencers. So you got you find a tool that you love. Um, and just realize that there's this is your interface into the whole thing and there's there's more options out there than yeah, just Yeah, and, and the reason this matters, so you know, don't worry about the tools that help you do like extra crap. We're talking about just find a tool that allows you to post and to read what's going on. Yeah. That makes it easy for you because one of the things you need to do on any of these is our number three tip, yeah, which is to really post frequently. Yeah, you can't expect to gain a following on any of these platforms if you're only going to check in like once a week. Yeah, especially in the beginning, these are tools that you know want you to be there multiple times a day, and by I choosing, want you to want me. That's what your Twitter app's saying to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want you to participate in multiple times a day. I want you to hashtag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so by choosing a tool that makes it easy for yeah. you, it's more likely you're going to post frequently. And one of the things that will make it easiest is just to put the damn thing on your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever app it is, even if it's the native app. And a lot of other networks mm-hmm. have really great native apps. Yeah. I haven't used Twitter's native app on the phone recently, but I'm sure it's great. Uh, or use Tweetbot if you want to pay for it, whatever. But find a tool you love because yeah. it helps you to post more frequently. Yeah, and you need to be post. You need to be posting frequently enough, right? Because this is how you, your engagement is how you build the thing. This just brings us to the next one. Be first of all, be human and have human interactions on Twitter yep. or any anything, right? Right. So it, which really means what? Like it means one to one. It like means talking well, yeah. to a specific person. Exactly. That's how you're going to start and grow a Twitter account. Yeah. Is you're going to you're going to go one to one and interact with people in a humane way. Yep. And just be like be I think a big a big thing for me in this is just being yourself. Just being yourself. Right? Because you could try to be, you know, Corbett Barr or Gary Vaynerchuk or Pam Slim or Elizabeth Gilbert all you want. But eventually that facade's going to wear through and it isn't gonna, it's never going to ring with the kind of authenticity and stuff that those people ring with. Well, and it's you know? also just yeah, it's uh well, I guess you're talking about be yourself, but yeah. this this idea of communicating one to one, it just cuts through the noise, yeah. right? Right away. It really And that's makes, a big deal. That's what's super powerful about this. Yeah. When someone tweets out your article and you and you can get back, right back in touch with them. I, like on it, like I love doing this from the Twitter, from the Fizzle Twitter account. You know, when we're just when I get when someone says like, "Wow, just found out about 
fizzle looks awesome. And I'll open up their profile. I'll find their first name. I'll mention them that way yep. and say, thank you so much, Casey. This means a bunch to hear from you. Yeah. You know, and we, you know, we work to respond to just about every tweet that we get. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, when you don't have a following, yeah. you can do this in the reverse. Mm-hmm. Just find stuff that you like, you know, apps that you like, people that you follow, yeah. who you like, tweets that you agree with or disagree mm-hmm. with, and just write back, just respond to those people on Twitter yeah. and mention them mm-hmm. and say something. Yeah. And see if they get back to you. They might. And you never know, you, you might start a conversation over Twitter. Totally. It no. happens all the time. And this goes into, uh, let's do. let's move some things around the list. Let, let's talk about using search in mm-hmm. this context. So one thing that's really powerful in uh, on Twitter is you can use their search to like to, to find what people are talking about, to, to find conversations that people are having right now about your business topic or something like that. And you can get involved in some humane and meaningful way, right? It's not the time for you to go like, it's funny, you should mention that. I have a free PDF over here. You can just sign up on your email list again and get it. I'll send it right to you. Wah. You know, it's like, that's, cyberbot baloney like nobody likes nobody likes a marketer everybody right. likes a person like a real person who knows who they are and who's here to help right so you can use their search features to find more people talking about certain things and this is still a powerful tool today it was always powerful from the start we used to always do this as marketers having a just a search tab open in whatever tool we're using on you know either our our topic or a handful of topics or you know, our business name or, or whatever. And then even if they're not linking to us or mentioning us, we can see the conversation. We can get involved. We can answer questions. We can we can say, oh yeah, did you see this article over here by so-and-so? I thought this added a ton to the conversation. Yeah. You know? Yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, for example, I just uh, typed in Pokemon in Twitter. Oh, what's that? Is that a thing going on right now? Uh, yeah, it's a little thing going on right now. And, yeah, just, uh, it's not big here though. It's not big. It's probably not big where you are, yeah. listener. But uh if maybe you have heard of it, yeah, uh, you know, if that was something you were into, yeah, if that was your thing, you could you could look for that, and then you could find a, one gazillion people talking about that right now, yeah, and then you could retweet that stuff, you could comment on their stuff. You know you what could, I like? I like looking through. I've started doing this now, like like late night when I'm kind of like a little bit drunk and and just like someone will tweet or Facebook or something like, and I'll start looking at their account. I'll just I'll actually like focus on one person. And go like as deep as I can on their account and just try to understand who they are. I'm like, oh, wow. She's got like a very, I didn't, I, I totally had her wrong from the avatar. Like she's more of a, uh, into like, so she's like, well, I'm trying to think of someone who I was doing this with recently. Like just the dude who was just like a super family guy or whatever. But it's like, well, these quotes that he's tweeting are pretty cool. Like I've never even heard that one. And that's interesting. Nice. You know, the kind of stuff that yeah. they get into. I find that going deep on individuals that way through search, um, and through just investigating who's who's tweeting at you, it's just a good way to get into this next one. Let's actually, this is perfect. And it gets into this next one. Good one to start. Well, and I was just going to say, um, if you're just starting out and you don't know who to follow, use the search and yeah. do exactly what Chase just said. Yeah. Go deep on people, see if they're worth following or not. And then eventually you won't have to use search so much because your feed will be filled with people who are talking about stuff that you care about. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so for people who are like, hey, these are all really basic. Just wait, it gets better. We're getting better. We've got a couple couple big ones coming up up here. One in particular that I like. But the next one is is this idea of, of this has mean, meant a lot to me, slipping into your audience's skin a little bit better. Um, you, it's so easy to be you a mean, marketer. You mean like Silence of the Lambs or? 
<laughs> yes, Clarice, <laughs> I do. Mmm, mutton chops. Um, I mean, like, uh, you as a marketer are extremely one-sided right now. Because why? Because you're putting all of your energy into building your thing and writing great posts or making great podcasts or making a product or all this stuff. And you're kind of delivering, your, you're not giving your first fruits to to being out in the world in a meaningful way on your social first, media. Your first fruits. <laughs> yes. yes as, Everyone as, knows the first fruits are the best. The first fruits, uh, indeed. It's a biblical term. You ought to look it up sometime, Corbett, you heathen. Um, but no, the, the idea is, is you're slipping into your audience's skin to try to get a better understanding of what they actually are like because they don't think about you and they don't care about you. They don't care about anything like that. They care about them. They've got their own things going on. They've got their own Facebook feed and Twitter feed that they, that, that that's filled of real people that they're following, not marketers. They're not looking for like all at through all the offerings, figuring out yeah, how do oh, I get- which one do I get to click on today? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Nobody cares about you. Get into their skin and and in such a way that you realize what they care about, and that you can then you can then. Like to put it in a bad way would be to to wrap that around your pretty basically crappy you know message, or even better to make stuff that more immediately delights them, mm-hmm. surprises them, fits right in with with who they actually are. Yep, it's such an asset. So slipping into the skin of your audience means figuring out who they are, coming up with some maybe some avatars of uh, it was one layer, but I call like you know uh, what do we what do we use to call these things in in the design world um, customer uh, customer sheets or something like that. But we have a guide for it in Fizzle on defining your audience. We have a whole course on defining your audience. It's one of my favorite things: defining these people of your audience so that you have an intuitive sort of sense of how they'll respond to different stuff, so that you can put a message out that they're like. Yes, that sounds interesting. Instead of like, oh, another one of these. And that is that is like it takes quite a bit of work, but it's a guided process. We've got a guide for it and we've got a whole course for it. I'll put those in the show notes. Um getting into your customer's skin so that you can make stuff that more readily and immediately delights them, I think is a, is is our task as creators today. Yep. yep, absolutely. I'm putting the guide in the show notes now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Yeah. Okay. So number seven, uh, this one I think is a really interesting exercise because it's kind of a, a, uh, microcosm of what you need to do with your business overall. Mm. Right. And that is to make sure that your profile and your photo really pop and stand out, that they're differentiated somehow. That it's clear that it's, yeah, clear. It's like, it's like, you don't like it's, it's, uh, in some ways it's thought about, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like a, it's not like just like, Oh, here's a picture. Oh, there's, there's some words. Like it's something that you realize like a lot of people are going to be seeing this thing. And so you put some intention into it. Yeah. And it's really easy to be, try to be overly clever here mm-hmm. and you just make it confusing. Like, I don't and know. You who just this, sound like a marketer. Yeah. I don't know who this person is, you know, um, or, or you throw in some vague interests. Like yeah. I'm really into soccer and, yeah. you know, hashtag husband. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so make sure that this is clear, compelling, engaging, interesting, and that it pops somehow and, and rises above the noise. And there's really an art to this. There, oh, they're to- I mean, I have struggled with my Twitter bio for years till I landed on this one recently. I was pretty drunk when I came up with it. And it's my favorite thing that I... Yeah, that it's I, great. That I, 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 re- I recall admiring it within the past few weeks. Dude, I, I, I can't even take credit for it. 
right? It just, it's came just out like, of, kind of came out of thin air, and I'm like, so I love it. But I, that ever I wanted you? that you're my sitting, whole life. You're like sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden you're like, you come up with an idea for your freaking Twitter bio. Oh yeah, and then you got to open up your phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it came from a long journaling session. Right. That that, that was just happened to be the fin- the final uh, sentence of it. So don't overlook this because this is literally if if someone finds you in their feed for some reason and yeah. they click on your profile, this is going to decide whether or not they just you want to follow you. And 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 I don't want to put too much pressure on this. I don't want I don't want to make this you know uh, like really heavy for people i want you to be honest start with just that yeah just be really honest yep be like i'm trying to figure out how to do this thing but i care a lot about people who are dealing with x y and z right um just be honest up front and then like link to like here's more of my story that's what that's a nice little trick is instead of just linking to your home page you can just link to like here's more of my story right or more of the things that i help people with right right it's from that perspective of like you're a craftsman you just you just do work. You're a mechanic. You just do work. You help people with this, that, and the other, right? And so these are the things that I help with. This is how I do it. You can just come at it from a very, very you know, simple perspective that way. Totally it doesn't have to be clever. In fact, it can you can get negative points for being clever. Yeah, but I love this as an exercise because you know it's a lot like creating your elevator pitch for your business. Oh, I, I totally feel the same way. Yeah. You know, where it's just like this is an exercise on like who am I and what do I stand for in the world. It's it's a mix between. Uh, you know, being clever, mm. but also being clear at the same time. Let me read. What is it? What's ours at Fizzle? Twitter.co slash Fizzle. You guys should tweet us if you're using Twitter. For freelancers, creatives, and entrepreneurs building their thing online, the Sparkline blog, the Fizzle show. We probably could do better than that. Um, it's clear. It works. It's clear and it does work. You notice how it's just, it's just honest. For freelancers, creatives, and entrepreneurs building their thing online. I like that. Okay, now we're going to what I think is a really is is the is the cool one. Take this way, Corbett. Get into this one. All right. So uh, number eight on our list here is just to follow people that you really want to follow and who you believe will make you better at Twitter or better in your field, whatever that is. I think there's this tendency to want to follow people because they're popular or because they uh, are active or whatever. Mm. But, and and you and I had this realization like a year or two ago, I yeah. think actually it was the whole Fizzle team we were yeah. here. And we were just talking about this, like, you know that you have followed the wrong people when you start avoiding a social network because yeah. there's just a bunch of garbage and noise in your feed. Totally. So, so stop it. Stop yeah. following people out of obligation. Don't follow people because it's how you'd like to, to market your business even. You know what I mean? Like, like go a step beyond that. Yeah. So here, here's, um, I don't know. I, I, like to me, this is a really powerful thing because you know that Jim Rohn quote, right? That we always make fun of the, you, you are the average of the five people you spend the most what, time what on. Mean, what, what do you mean? Make fun of it. <laughs> we are. You are the, the. Well, we always make fun of Jim Rohn. You gotta be more valuable. <laughs> so, but you, this this quote of of you're the average of the of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think when you're looking at Twitter at, from a perspective of like, what am I? What? How should I tweet? Um, and you're following people just like uh, Michael Hyatt or or. Or others who just feel like it's also polished. It's mm-hmm. also like clearly like like with an agency or a team, and there's messages and that are being. And you're following people almost because you feel like there's some cachet in following someone that has a lot of followers. Yeah, like what the yeah. you know. And I think there's something there's something really dramatic that happens when you instead 
go, these aren't the people who are at the top of the game because they have a lot of followers. These are the people who I feel are doing business, plus, way, doing things amazing. Plus, it's lazy to yeah. follow just the the top people that Twitter recommends to you. Or I would, I mean, don't I would don't follow follow us, of course, because you know, hopefully, we're one of these people. But we're who tiny compared you. to <laughs> I know, a lot. but I, in some ways, it's like, yeah, don't follow anybody that doesn't make you go like, huh? I didn't even think you could do that on Twitter. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, right. So this combined with the next one, which is purge your list. Just start, just like, keep it clean. Yeah. Right? Keep it clean. And I just did this on Instagram. I unfollowed everyone, and I just followed people who are who I personally feel are actually living extraordinary lives. Okay? So, like, the way that they live, the things that they're doing are actually extraordinary. Right? Yep. I love looking at Instagram now. Every single time. There's only about 10 to 15 updates when I go in there every other day or so. And every one of them are... are are inspiring not in the like, God dang it, I wish I was doing something like that kind of way. They're inspiring in the like, dude, that is awesome kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that to be able to tap into that is a big deal because I'm spending most of my life as, a, as an online person. You could easily spend most of your life just going like, I wish I should, I should be better at this. I wish I was better at this. I wish you did it more like that. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about a strategy for right. X, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, 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 no. Find your thing. Find you, bring you out because that's a, that's a, that's a tactic nobody's ever done before. And it just might work big for you, right? Yeah. Do all the best practices. We'll teach you through all that stuff. But every tactic that we're going to teach has room for how you can do it. Right. That's why I think it's, it's so important that this people who you follow, the people who you're making uh, your, you, you know, don't make us on Twitter, especially don't make us one of those people who you're like, who you're like, I want to do it just like them because we're not doing a great job of it. We're not we're not really deeply invested in in Twitter and Facebook because we're limited in resources. We don't have the time and our most effective things are just straight up blogging and podcasting. Follow like pay attention to how we're blogging, pay attention to how we're podcasting, but maybe don't look at us on, on Twitter or something like that. And notice the difference between everybody that you follow on there. Find people who are inspired about Twitter, yeah. who look at it differently, and you too will look at it differently. Yeah, and it's going to help you to be more engaged because you're going to have fun every time you go and check in and yeah. see what, you know, so and so's up to. And when you can get into that little fun like play mode when you're making stuff for your people, you're going to you so much more likely to succeed yep. to me. But I'm just a silly little creative. What do I know? Exactly. Okay, and then finally, number 10, Corbett, bring us home. Bring us home. All right, uh, all of this that we've talked about so far leads up to this idea that how do you know if it's working? That yeah. what, what you're doing yeah. is is uh, paying off and if people are digging it, you know? You'll know a little bit because people may um, message you back or retweet something that you say, but at the end of the day, one of the tools that uh, will help you the most is simply... Twitter's own built-in analytics. And this is something I really wish they had released a long time ago because yeah. it kind of came out after I had, you know, already come up on Twitter, whatever, yeah. grown up. And yeah. but now um Twitter released uh, I think, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, something like that, mm -hmm. a full analytics suite. A lot like you would use Google Analytics. They have um Twitter analytics. I believe it's just at analytics.twitter.com. Uh, and this will show you details on your profile, on every tweet that you've ever sent, on every engagement, on what other people have said about you. And it really just gives you a nice, compact place to see what's working and what's not. Mm. So for example, you go in here, analytics.twitter.com, 
at the top, there's a uh, series of links. Click on tweets. And this is just going to show all of the tweets that you've published and how I'm doing it. I'm looking it up right now. How active these things? Oh my! Were. I, there's a lot of red. There's a lot of red numbers on mine. Tweets 84. This is 28 day summary. I'm down 41.7 percent in my tweet use. Yeah. Well, and some of those are geared at just trying to get you to to participate more. But yeah. if you look at overall tweets, you can kind of what you can do is um, you can choose a big date range. Let's say you want to look for. Wow, I haven't know, seen this new analytics. I saw it in a different version. This is wild. You can look for several months or I think maybe 91 days is, is maybe that's as much as you can look at. But basically what you can do is find your most engaged tweets and start to learn something about what you post and why it's, po why it's popular or why it's not popular. And you can start to see some trends here and you can start to learn what's working, what's not, so that you can do more. Of, what's uh, your top tweet, bro? What's working. Uh, let's see here. Um, let me look in the last. Uh... My top tweet is uh, creatives have to make money. And yet dot, dot, dot. It's a medium post uh, that, I, that I had wrote. And I don't know why this is so big. It's uh, but it's had 3000 impressions, whereas the next highest up is 1800. Um, that one was uh, that one was a realization, you know, as well. I mean, next highest up was remember, we've all got the same enemy. The fear of no worthwhile future. Oh. Corbett is, you want to bring a couple groups together? I got to tell you what you do. You give them a common enemy. Yeah, it's a little bit like using the wrong tactics yeah. in some ways, but you give, but we both, we or, all, we all have that fear. Or as Chase did with that very tweet when he posted it on Facebook, yeah. uh, brought people together in, in, in honor of uh, adding other fears that we thought were big, like uh, <laughs> bears, bears, sharks, sharks. spider webs. <laughs> Just like walking through a spider web. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I tweeted that. I put that on Facebook. And I was like, yeah, man, this is like a little sniff. Like, dang, man, this is this profound. World's, world's going to be okay. And then people are like, what about spiders? What about bear? <laughs> <laughs> What's your top tweet, bro? Uh, let's see. In my list for the past 90 days, uh, I said, God damn, this is still so good. <laughs> Quote. And if your words are good, people will read them which was a link to words by Justin Jackson, oh, yeah. which yeah. we've mentioned before. That one got 9,000 impressions. Dude, and, that's a big impressions. And a lot of, a lot of clicks. Uh, that's a great article. If you guys haven't seen that before. Um, so yeah, I, it's just fun to look and see what, what works and what doesn't. And, and sometimes to see, especially what doesn't just to kind of look at, Oh, you know, if I, if I just post a link to my blog post or something without mm -hmm. saying anything special about it, it doesn't do, do very well. And also, um, this is a good sort of mini headline practice. Yeah. You get mm -hmm. really good at crafting headlines if you're good at Twitter. It's also good to see uh, that things that include photos and other sort of media tend to do on average much better than than those that don't. Mm-hmm. All right, we should close this thing up. So that's that's our answer to the question, is, is Twitter still effective? We wanted to run you through a lot of the things that we were thinking about in response to this answer and then come up with a handful of tips for people who are deciding to, to go deep on Twitter. Here's some ways to, to, to make it more effective. I think you can use these tips and this conversation in general literally on any social network that you're thinking of. Because a big trick is just this, like, what would it look like to be fluent? Who's really successful here? And, and then watching the engagement over time saying, like, what... I love the idea of, I, to me, it's just such a big deal to to follow people that are inspiring. One last little tip here, uh, mm -hmm. bonus tip. I hope yeah. it's okay. BT. So if you're wondering if Twitter is the right network for you, mm -hmm. 
something you could do is think about the like top 10 people that you admire in your space. Yeah. And you should have a list of these, by the way, anyway. You know, if it's if it's if you're in food blogging or fitness or fashion or um doilies, whatever it is that you might be into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like how you just included the Pinterest people. Make a list of those 10 people that mm-hmm. are most influential, most inspirational in your space. Go look up their social profiles mm-hmm. on all the networks you can find them. Yeah. Yeah. And then start to notice if there's a pattern where the people have the greatest following, the greatest influence, and the greatest engagement yeah. on particular networks. Yeah. And you might you might learn something. You might find out that, totally. oh, it's a waste of time for me to play on Twitter because- That's the secret, guys. That's the secret elsewhere. to this whole thing is you can just watch other people and systematically understand their thing- and you will learn so much. I get into that in depth in actually, I haven't talked about this course in a while, the the, the shareable images course, mm-hmm. where I teach you exactly how to look at, find, do exactly what you say. Find several people that you, uh, that you admire and, and that are doing good online that you like, looking exactly at what kinds of things that they're sharing, specifically visually. What kind of visual content are they sharing? And it ends up being a real, we got a huge list in the Fizzle forums of people sharing um, all sorts of examples of stuff. And it's bad. It's, it's awesome. It's such a great way to get inspiration and to notice the trends without having to go through all that school of hard knocks stuff. All right. Is Twitter still effective? Hope that answers you the question us. for us. <laughs> Is Twitter still effective? You tell me. Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. Twitter, get off my porch. I don't like any of this. All of this fast, go, phew, go everywhere fast, everywhere going up and down. Everybody's moving too fast, don't know where they're going. <laughs> I've been Chase Warbin Reeves. I've been Corbett Park. And I'll see you next time. It's fine. <laughs> So there you have it. All right. I don't know why I do the all right thing. For some reason, it makes sense to me. Show notes for this episode are at fizzleshow.co slash 172. This is episode 172. And on the show notes, we've listed out all of those 10 tips, as well as any other helpful resources that we mentioned in this show. All right. Like the guide, the defining your audience guide, as well as a little promo there for the course on creating shareable images for your blog, podcast, uh, social media accounts like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and stuff like that. That's a course that I made a little while ago that helps you do what Corbett was talking about there at the end, investigating uh, how other people are using these social networks effectively. Um, so that you can get some insights for yourself. And this is, again, specifically for making visual content, which is one of those forms of content that's just, like, so popular right now. So, anyways, fizzleshow.co slash 172 to get all of that stuff. Fizzleshow.co slash 172. Here's an iTunes review from Tatarlhan from Canada who says... These guys make starting an online business down-to-earth, fun, and approachable. They have good advice about finding out what the market wants, making a decision, and then giving value in ways that build a community for a long time to come. Oh, man, thank you so much, Tarlahan, Tarlahan in Canada. I really appreciate it that you took some time to leave us an iTunes review. Dear listener, if you haven't yet, please, please leave us an iTunes review. I'd love to read your voice out on the air. 
All right, that's it for us. My wish for you is not for an easy or a gentle even or a cloudless life, but for a heart fully awake and eyes alight with direction, potential, and joy. This is it. You're doing it. This is the stuff. Enjoy it. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and dig in. Thanks. And I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.